Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week we return from a long absence. Jordan gets a Zoom. We go ghost hunting. Or at least make fun of somebody who's going ghost hunting. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know what they call this? What? A triumphant return. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, a little uh, a little stuffy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sleepy. Yeah. But we're in this uh, early 1980s video arcade. <laughs> I want to play uh, Warzard. <laughs> Warzard. That's not a real video game. Warzard is a real video game. No. I think so. I think it's like kind of like a, a copy of Robotron. Oh, it was a knockoff of Warzard. Robotron? Yeah. Robotron's not a real Hold video on, game. Hold on, look up Warzard, please. <laughs> How's so that spelled? Let's this out. Okay. I don't wanna... Let's take it's care like of Wizard, but uh, War, Warzard. Warzard? Yeah. I don't know, Jordan. I think you're overlooking Warzard. I'm going to feel like a real asshole if this is nothing. Okay, I'm typing in Warzard. Type it in. Warzard. Uh... Red Earth. Yeah. Video game. Okay. Has something about... This has something to do with Warzard. <laughs> Oh, this is the gallery for the graphics on the Warzard arcade machine, <laughs> such right. as the marquee and stickers. There we go. Good. I'm well, glad Warzard exists. I have been defeated, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's been so long since we recorded a show Yeah. that I realized as I was preparing for this show, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what I want to talk about on this show. Hmm. New Bunny Day, because there was another <laughs> New Bunny Day. And uh, you already talked about new uh, a new I've, bunny day. On I the talked about a new bunny day. Yeah, absolutely. I know this you feel because like each new bunny day warrants its own. Uh, well, if discussion. it's a notable new bunny day, not every new bunny day. I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's been a lot of new bunny days since we started this podcast. How many times have I talked about it? Only once. All right. Well, I, I I'm sorry. I implied that you're some kind of nut who would uh, rather talk about who would describe petting a bunny rather than talk about a relevant issue. Jordan, it's not I'm a real. Sorry, I implied that. Jordan, it's not a real bunny. You can't pet it. It's a picture of a bunny on a calendar. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I for some reason thought this is you going to the pound to pet when the, bunnies? When the new bunnies came in. Oh, no. I have gone to the to the bunnies, the bunny pound. Okay. Not to the pound pound. I've never petted bunnies at the pound pound. Hmm. But I've gone to the bunny society. Right. In the uh, bunny Richmond. rescue society? Yeah, in Richmond. In okay. Richmond, California. That's really scary. Bunnies are scared under ordinary circumstances. Oh, they're, yeah. They must be really scared in Richmond, California, because I, as you know, grew up in the inner city, and uh, I was scared in Richmond, California, just driving around in a car. Oh, yeah? Yeah, real scary neighborhood that Rabbit Society is in. <laughs> Bunnies are, uh, are are natural enemies in the wild with lowrider trucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess so. Anyway, it was New Bunny Day. And uh, I, it's been so long that okay, we recorded. Okay, wait, explain that, because I guess I don't know what that is. It's when okay. you, you have a bunny calendar. Uh, I have a bunny calendar. Well, ter- uh, Teresa and I share a bunny calendar. Right. It's not mine. Sorry. It's, I don't own it outright. 
Um, although it was a Christmas gift to me, so I guess maybe I do own it outright. But it was one of those, let's share this together Christmas sure, gifts. Sure, you both use the calendar, you both mark here. What, okay. Great. And, you know, on the first of the month, you know, just as the poverty-stricken celebrate the delivery of their welfare checks... Mm-hmm. Uh, Teresa and I uh, celebrate the delivery of a new bunny to our calendar. Okay. We turn the page and see what kind of bunny it is. Sometimes <laughs> you the, haven't peeked. Nobody's peeked. We do not peek. Is it even? On, is it's not even on the back of the calendar? No. Well, I guess it is, but I didn't look. No. Okay. I I decided. I, I have you. focused on not peeking. Okay. Okay. I turn the page, and sometimes it's an okay bunny. It's always okay. I mean, all right. bunnies are cute, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But sometimes, like this month, it's a real <laughs> winner. Okay? This month's bunny, number one. Let me guess. Wearing a hat? No, that's basically That's basically the only thing I can think of to muster up this much excitement. Jordan, when does a bunny wear a hat? You're thinking of a when doggy. posing for a calendar. No, you're thinking of a doggy when wears a hat. forced to be on a calendar. A bunny does not wear a hat. A doggy wears a hat. That's number one. And I'm number saying, two, a bunny in a in hat the, on a calendar is not unprecedented. In the bunny community, not it is a great honor to be featured on a calendar. They don't need to be forced because they're so honored to do it. <laughs> So they'll wear the hat of their own accord? Yeah, if there was a hat involved, of course, bunnies don't wear hats, so that's completely immaterial. I'm sorry. You know, I've, I'm You sorry. don't even know what kind of bunny this is. That's the whole point real... of this discussion. Is, is it a lop? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, there we go. I but, guessed it. But, Jordan, did you it's know... It's a lop. Let's get on with our fucking Jordan, lives. did you know that it's a lop with one ear pointed up and one ear pointed down? Oh, I guess that's, I didn't. That's better than a hat any day, my yeah, friend. Yeah, that's, that's and God's hat. Here we go. It's a little bit fat. It's the bunny's a little bit fat. And also, it's a little bit orange. So it's a pumpkin bunny for October. Oh, shit, man. I'm looking over at Jesse. You totally have a boner. This is gross. It's a pumpkin bunny. You are fully erect, my friend. It's a pumpkin. Just from describing pumpkin bunny. Jordan, my penis is not erect, but my heart is. (laughs) Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. Jesse. Jordan. Um, we had a long layover. We were both very busy the yeah, past couple of weeks. Yeah, We've been definitely. busy. Um, I feel like my life has been just flying past my eyes. I don't feel like I just kind of stumble out of bed and then things happen for 12 hours and then I stumble back into bed. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I feel like I'm... I'm, I, 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 you know, I had, a, I kind of, kind of came, uh, my, my dad was, was, I guess what we would describe as a, a workaholic. Jordan, I'm, I'm going to have to pause oh, you here sure, because sure. it looks like Teresa's bringing us some cookies. Cookie delivery. Cookie delivery. All right. We're recording the show at night. We usually don't record the show at night. Mm-hmm. So Teresa's not usually around because she's off uh, at school studying or working out. And uh, tonight, Teresa not only let us record while she would probably rather have the quiet, peace and quiet to study, sure. she made us cookies. God bless this woman. Holy cow. And she brought beverages us glasses. Beverages as well. Beverages. Wow. Mm. Anyway, you were this saying about your you were saying about your childhood trauma. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. It kind of came from a uh, definitely came from a kind of a workaholic dad, and and um, uh, it kind of was going to make it a goal not to also become a workaholic because I you know saw the negative effects of that. But uh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, did you man. say something about cookies? <laughs> yeah, I did. 
Mm, mm. Anyways. So anyways, but I just say I, I think I've become a bona fide workaholic. I think I feel like really? that's kind of all I do these days. I don't definitely don't exercise. I don't. Uh, it's been a while since I've read a thing. You gotta lay off the workahol, Jordan. I totally do. Let's just talk with our mouths full. <laughs> Drunk on work. If you're out there, honestly, if you're out there and you're sincerely offended by us talking with our mouths full, why don't you try baking us some cookies? How about that? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Put your aggression somewhere, and we'll, and we'll eat them whenever you want. <laughs> William at night under the covers if you want us to. Yep. Um, you have been working a lot lately, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> anyway. Um, I had to go. I feel like I'm going a thousand places all at once. Here's what I've been flying to. Okay. I flew to New York. Sure. For Project Breakout. How'd that go? That was really fun. Okay. It was really great. NYC. New York City. What a beautiful city New York is. Are you one of those people who move, who visits New York and then uh, just wants to move there immediately? Yeah, of course. But uh, the thing is, the fact of the matter is, I should clarify that or make it more specific. I'm one of those people who visits New York and wants to move there immediately uh, as long as the month is... Uh, April or September. Gotcha. <laughs> like I, I sometimes I'll go visit New York and it's a thousand degrees and it's ninety five percent humidity and then I just can't go out of doors mm-hmm. or it's you know snowing and freezing or whatever you can't go out of doors and then you're like well, what's even the point of living in New York if you can't go outside? Sure. Um, I guess you just learn to go outside in that weather, but I don't think yeah. I'm cut out for that. Um, but, you just be happy you can go to a bar at four a.m. But holy shit. It was like 73 degrees, yeah. 71 degrees. Balmy? It was, no, it was just pleasant. Mm. Crisp air. I went last time, it was balmy. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I love the crisp air. I Living here in Los Angeles, I moved here, what, like 14 months ago, something like that? Mm-hmm. It's rained like five times <laughs> since yeah, I moved yeah. here, and no significant rain. Like, not five three-day stretches of rain, like five brief rain showers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like, sometimes when I feel like I'm, uh, when I walk outside, I feel like I might as well just be like, Rocking, walking across the floor of a rodeo or something. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like everything, every part of me is coated in soot. Yeah. And dust. <laughs> failure. Yeah, exactly. The film of failure on your skin. Yeah, but anyway, so I went to New York. It was amazing. And what was cool was I went on a really short trip, but I packed it full of excitement. Okay. And so, like, I showed up. Like, I have, you know, I guess I just, I basically, like, know as many people in New York as I know here in L.A. Right. <laughs> Probably more of a sad commentary on how many people I know here in L.A. But, um, so I just got to go on a tour. Uh, sometime Jordan Jesse Go contributor Mike Pesca invited me to uh, visit National Public Radio in New York. Oh, yeah. Which was really cool. You, do you, uh, before you go in, do you uh, take off your regular shoes and then put on a uh, a house pair of Birkenstocks? Yes, indeed. It's like when you put on the... Uh, the crusted sport coat to go in a fancy restaurant. Yeah, well, what ha- what they give you is they give you a, a partial bald cap and a fake ponytail. Ah, gotcha. Um, no, I went and actually the the thing about the New York office of the NPR is that's where they're making the new NPR uh, morning show that's supposed to be hip and cool. Gotcha. I uh, just got the the very funny and talented Luke Burbank, who sometimes uh, hosts the uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, mm-hmm. and is uh, I'm not going to say much better than the other regular host, but does a great job. And um, and he's also a great host on this show. And uh, I think the lady, the other lady whose name escapes me, I didn't meet her. Um, she's like the lady who asked Bill Clinton boxes or briefs or something. Like her distinction is huh. that she um, 
that she worked for MTV News. That was like her big. I mean, she's worked for lots of others. She's a very legitimate journalist. Interesting. Um, but that was her great distinction. <laughs> um, but I met all the people who put that show together. You know what the sound of Young America is. How about it? They some of them like it sincerely. Do you know? Do they know what Jordan Jesse Go is? No, they don't. Nobody knows what Jordan Jesse Go is besides us and Mike Pesca. No, oh, okay. No, that's pretty good. But Mike Pesca likes it. Mike Pesca showed me at hey, his desk. Us, us is no slouch either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're well respected. Mm-hmm. Um, Amongst the us community. I uh, Mike Pesca recently had a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I want to say six months ago. I checked out his desk. He showed me the oil painting of his dog, mm-hmm. but I didn't see any pictures of his baby. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. That surprised me. That surprised me. Is the dog wearing a hat in the painting? Uh, no, it isn't, which made me think, why even bother having this oil painting, you That's know? That's my feeling. Because a dog can wear a hat. It's the opposite of a bunny in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to make the most uh, elegant kind of representation of a dog, at least make it more elegant by putting a hat on it yeah know? absolutely i mean seriously folks uh so i had the fun doing you that might as well press your balls against the elegance wall yeah i went to uh, wnyc in new york okay uh where they carry the sound of young america that was so pretty you neat used your trip to new york to visit a couple of office buildings yeah you're a fucking party animal mr thorne it was pretty outrageous yeah it sounds pretty outrageous yeah i met julian casablancas no, not really. He didn't. Was that from The Strokes? Yeah. That's kind of an old reference. Yeah, Jesse. it was a really dated reference. You should have said Feist. Yeah, I really should have, should have said, said Feist. Feist. Uh, or... But Feist isn't like a party animal. She's yeah, she's too well... genteel. She's too KCRW. Okay. So who, who could I have met that was in a rock band, Mr. My reference was too old? I don't know. I'm I not... was shooting for a cliched reference. Well... It's not. He hasn't maintained his clicheness. Okay, sorry, people, God. He's not. He's. Not, it's not even like I don't think even the Strokes are to that point where people kind of where they're like a punchline, you know. Yeah. I think they're just kind of over. I met uh, Faith Saley from no, uh, Public Limp Radio International. So you met Limp Biscuit. Okay, Limp Biscuit. Sorry, I met Faith Saley. I met Kid Rock. <laughs> there you go. He's got a new album coming out. I didn't even he know does. he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Does anyone give a shit about Kid Rock? I feel like it's been 10 years since yeah. anybody cared about Kid Rock. Right? I don't know. I, it's I, been well, a didn't, long didn't time. He have, didn't he have like a song that crossed over into like just the kind of the general top 40 radio instead of like... Yeah, maybe 10 rock. years ago. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I don't know. I think once you've, uh, once you've had a... Uh, you know, just like a top 40 song, can't you? aren't you just famous? I don't know. Tell that to Shaggy. Yeah, I guess so. I think I had like six top 40 songs in a row. And I don't even know if he had a follow-up album. Anyway. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I I met like Faith Saley. I met the folks at WNYC. We went and did this thing. It was really exciting. Come back. I got more fucking trips on the way. Mm-hmm. This is like trip-tacular craziness because I'm going to New York again next week. Sure. Uh, I Oh, I went to the public radio convention. Oh, that was exactly what you would expect the public radio Before convention to be like. Before you went into the like. public radio convention, did you have to take off your shoes and then put on a pair of House Birkenstocks? Uh, no, but <laughs> I can't remember what the follow-up joke I made. <sighs> was. Anyway. Um, we, I did an event. Did I tell you about this event that I did at the public radio convention? Mm, I don't think so. It was, um, it was a panel, a, comedy, a comic panel okay. hosted by... <laughs> Like uh, the ones you see in Garfield? Mm-hmm. No, that's what I call a comic panel, or three. <laughs> uh, 
Um, it was uh, Faith Saley was the host, and mm-hmm. the panelists were myself, Kurt Anderson from Studio 360. I know you're a fan, Jordan. I am. I love him. Can't get enough Kurt Anderson. Well, I love, I love the American Icon series anyways. Love Superman or the Empire State Building more? Love it. I uh, love it all. Wizard of Oz, Empire State Building, On the Road. But if it's an American Icon, I'll listen to a series uh, that contains it. Okay, solid deal. Uh, and Michael Feldman from Michael Feldman's What Do You Know? Oh, cool. Yeah, that was cool. Man, I, I wonder who met more celebrities from the last time we talked. <laughs> well, that, those are some pretty A-list names that I just ones. dropped on yeah. you, Jordan. Who did you meet? Bam Margera? Yeah, I totally met Bam Margera today. <laughs> you knew that. That's why you said it. Yeah, I know. That's why uh, I but, it. I mean, that's also, even if you didn't know I met Bam Margera, that's a good guess of a guy I would meet. Yeah, because that's the only... Because I know that you had already met Tony Hawk, who's the other skateboarder whose name mm-hmm. I know. I've also met Ryan Sheckler recently. No idea who that is. No, it's a really? Ryan Sheckler? Famous skateboarder. Oh, he's a famous skateboarder. Yeah, yeah. What is he, What can he do? He can be 17 and have his own reality show. What? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Who let him have his own reality show? I don't know. Negligent parents. Oh, my goodness. I don't think anybody should have their own reality show. Yeah, probably not. Unless you really, really need the money, and no 17-year-old needs the money. What's he going to do with it? Buy baseball cards? <laughs> yeah. Am I right, Jordan? Yeah, or dubs. <laughs> yeah, dubs. Probably buy dubs. Mm. Good nice. cookie. Um... Yeah, and then I'm going to New York, and then Portland, and then Chicago. Portland? What are you going to Portland for? I gotta take my baby brother to visit college. Oh, he's going to Portland College? Yeah, Portland College. You've heard of it. (laughs) A lot of folks haven't heard of it, because it's made up. Right. Um, He's going to visit Reed. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I've always wanted to visit Portland. Oh, Portland's nice. I think we've talked about my... Your obsession? Why haven't you just gone there? I should just go there. I don't know. I you want to go there sometime. I don't take a lot of. I don't. I I I I don't take a lot of vacations. Again, this kind of goes back to my uh, my my thriftiness. Uh, I don't just take a random vacation. Uh, I'm lucky I have a job now that I get to go some places. Um, but I should. I should just go to a place. Yeah, I mean, like. you hang out. Go to the. I think part of being City in the Hall middle class should be going somewhere. Now that you're in the middle class, yeah, you have both feet firmly in the middle class. Sure. You should go somewhere. Let's go to Portland. All right. We went to Seattle. Remember how nice that was? I do. And Portland is kind of like Seattle. It's a little bit littler and more boring, but gotcha. it's prettier. Hmm. Yeah, they're both pretty pretty. They're both really nice. Pretty-ish. I have nothing bad to say about Portland or okay. Seattle. So you're going to Portland. Yeah, I'm going to Portland, taking my little brother to Reed College. Okay. He's going to do an interview, and then he's going to do one of those sleepovers. Oh, boy. You ever do one of those sleepovers? No, I didn't do that. Oh, man, Jordan. Where'd you apply to college? UC Santa Cruz? Yes. Um, Remember we went to college there? He's going to do a sleepover, and I wonder if they're going to take him to a party to show him how cool Reed is. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I bet they will. Do you think it'll be like in the Spike Lee movie, He Got Game? I've never seen that movie. Well, in that movie, he goes to a party, and he totally gets laid. <laughs> at Reed? No, not at Reed. Okay. Jordan. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think Denzel Washington would coach the basketball team at Reed? Wait, no. I think Denzel Washington was the kid's dad. I don't remember which Hard one was Denzel. He did have game. Do you think Denzel Washington is America's greatest movie star? I do. You know what? I actually, um, uh, a friend of mine's boyfriend is actually working for Denzel Washington right now. Uh, he's doing sound on his upcoming movie about um, an inspirational debate team. Oh. It's actually his directorial debut, I believe. Oh, wow. Anyways, apparently, and I hate to tell you this, and this definitely 
flew in the face of everything I thought about Denzel Washington. We can't shake. We can shake. We can shake. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the same Denzel Washington? Yeah, from virtuosity. Are you, sh- are you Jesse, sure? The, the hard-nosed cop from virtuosity has a weak handshake. Are you sure that she just hadn't ever seen, uh, or well, this he, is from the boy. This is that this he is like had never, he had never, he, what I, this is why, what I think happened. Okay. <laughs> he, he had never Let's seen Denzel. Let's hear your Denzel. crazy conspiracy He theory. had heard about Denzel Washington, but he'd never seen Denzel Washington in person. So maybe the guy who so said, he hi, met I'm Denzel Washington. a guy named Denzel Washington and assumed was he was the, the movie star Denzel Washington and that he was directing a film about an inspirational debate team, and he went to work on the film without realizing that this Denzel Washington <laughs> is actually a dishwasher at a Howard Johnson's. Who uh, was slated to direct a feature film. No, 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 no. He's not slated to oh, direct a just, film. So he I hanging, assume... Wait, he was just hanging out in the editing bay then? No! Why do you assume that everything takes place in an editing bay? He met no, him, this is where... Uh, th- when he I, met him I'm at sorry, the Howard Johnson's. Oh, and, and my friend just lied and said... No, nobody's lying here, Jordan. It's a perfectly understandable right. miscommunication. Now that I've thought about it he for said four to him, seconds, I realize you're He said to right. him, hi, I'm Denzel Washington, the guy... Well, the welcome guy to, to Hojo's. The, welcome to Hojo's, Howard Johnson's. And the guy thinks, the guy thinks to himself, Denzel Washington... I've never seen any of his movies, but I know that's a famous movie star. I bet he's directing an inspirational film about a debate (laughs) team. I'm working on. I'm going to start working on that film. He goes home. He starts putting together sound effects and whatnot. You said he worked in the sound department, right? So he just downloads a sound effects CD, starts sorting them into usable, not usable, debate, non-debate. Oh, this one, this one is less debate, more forensics. Right. You know what I'm saying? This one's less debate, more Toastmasters. I'm following you. You see what I'm saying? I'm following He's yet. getting a lot of work done. He's starting to wonder why he hasn't been paid, but he's just excited to be working with Howard Johnson. Now, I mean, working <laughs> with Denzel Washington. The Howard Johnson. Wait a minute. What about this? Okay. What if this Denzel Washington, the one who's not the movie star, works at a restaurant that he assumes is a Howard Johnson's, but the reason he assumes it is because he met former New York Mets yes, third baseman you. Howard Johnson, member of the 3030 Club, at the thing. He recognized him by his mustache and the fact that he still always wears a Mets hat. And he thought, oh, this must be a Howard Johnson's where I work. It's a perfectly reasonable theory. Yeah, yours is better. You're Thanks. right. Yours is, more, yours is more reasonable. You're right. Denzel Washington doesn't have a weak handshake. That's ridiculous. He's got a strong handshake. Mm-hmm. He's a kind man, a too. strong, firm, handsome handshake. Did you know that he's a kind man? I suspect that. Yeah. I, I know. He's friends with JC. Oh, okay. They're best buddies because they're both such good guys. Gotcha. I mean, sure, sure JC probably stabbed a guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, a few years ago, he probably you know. stabbed that guy. But, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? He he beat the he beat the case, right? And we got H to the Izzo out of it. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Not guilty. Y'all got to feel me. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Jordan. Looks like we're the winners in that case. Yeah. Well, we'll that be, trial case. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. I feel like we got a lot done in that segment. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. See you later.
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The Jordan Morris, boy detective. We're positively giddy. Mm-hmm. When I say we, I mean me. Yeah, you're a flutter. Haven't slept enough. Yeah, I hear you. Too many migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. Things are starting to appear in front of my eyes. I'm trying to catch them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, you got it, or else I'll eat your brain. You know what I got a little bit of? What? Got a little bit of those little t- twinkle birds that fly around your head. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? You're like conked with a mallet? Yeah, sure. You know, some piano fall on your head that somebody yeah. was trying to get into a eighth story window. Yeah, or accidentally get hit by an anvil. Sure. Yeah, you got those some of those twinkle birds. Anvil. So is that what they're called twinkle birds? Yeah. Well, I mean that's not their Latin name. Oh, it's not. It's their common name. Yeah. Somebody said in my uh, class the other night, uh, flatterball. Flatterball. I don't remember what they really said, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was flatterball. Huh. What do you think that is? Flatterball. I think that's like uh it's Do you like remember a, it's that like a Victorian party? Do you remember that toy where it's got a hoop on one end and it's got like a a plastic rope and it's got like a wheel on the outside kind of a a sphere spherical wheel mm-hmm. and then you kick it it's called skip it. Is it called skip it? Yeah, yeah, and you see how many times you can skip it. I think a flatter ball is kind of like a skip it. It says nice stuff. When you throw it around to different people, or it's like a hot potato. Oh, right. You throw it around to people. It's what a flatter ball is, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert, Jordan. (laughs) In flatter ball. I'm not a flatterlist. (laughs) (laughs) You don't practice for laterally. (laughs) (laughs) For... Jordan, I feel like you jumped in with both feet by purchasing a Zune. Yeah, I totally purchased the Zune. You were pissed off at iPods, right? Yeah, I, I've uh, uh, I've had two iPod Nanos break on me, mm-hmm. and uh, when my first iPod Nano broke, um, I took it back to the to the uh, Apple Store where I bought it. I stepped up to the Genius Bar, which is where um, a smelly beard guy helps you fix things. Mm-hmm. Anyways, actually, before I was asked to wait at the Genius Bar, I, I went up to the guy. I'm like, hey, the you know iPod's not working. And he and he scanned it, and it turned out it was like five days over the warranty. I guess Apple's usually pretty good about it. If, if it's been less than a year and your iPod breaks, new iPod, it was like five days, five days past a year. Right? Oh. It was like real. Anyways, but he gave me a little wink. He gave me a little wink. He's like, hey, it's five days, but I'll see what I can do. He gives me a little wink. I'm like, oh, great. This is awesome. Yeah. I go up to the genius bar. This guy bar. really is a genius. Yeah, I go up to the genius bar, smelly beard, looks at it. He's like, well, yeah, it looks like it's broken, but... Uh, I'll see what I can do. And he gives me that kind of like, hey, but, you know, we're both a bunch of, couple of cool dudes. At this point, A couple you... of 20-somethings trying to make it in L.A. He's probably got a screenplay. Can I ask you a question? Hmm. At this point, are you wondering if maybe you didn't go to the Apple store, you went to some kind of massage parlor or something? Yeah. With the two different guys giving you the wink and the I'll see what I can do? Yeah. <laughs> I went from the genius bar to the glory hole. Yeah. Do you think that they Which, thought uh, they thought maybe you could get, you, you could get a, a finishing move if you if you gave them an iPod? <laughs> that's what they were thinking? Finishing move. <laughs> I don't know. You're confusing gay sex and Mortal Kombat, Jesse. <laughs> Excuse me. I am. Yeah. Jeez. Um, anyways, so yeah. Anyway, so, so Smelly Beard comes back and he's like, well, that'll be, I'll give you a new one, but it'll be like $90, and we'll call it a battery replacement. Um, so my, I thought what I was getting was a free free new iPod, was was really a $90 iPod. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly what they would call a crafty consumer. Right. Uh, so I so I, I ponied up the 90 bucks. Because they cost 200 or something, right? Yeah, I think one, eh, 150 I think was my other one yeah. cost. Um, 
and it, and it was actually a work gift. It was a work gift. Oh yeah. Um, so sure. I you know kind of felt like I was just breaking even or something like, like that. Like all the other expensive things you own. Exactly. Uh, none of which I've purchased. Um, anyway, so uh, anyway, so I get this new iPod. And they're like, oh, by the way, this iPod does not have a one-year warranty. This is a 30-day warranty, this replacement, this battery replacement. Anyways, it's a couple months later. iPod Nano uh, breaks. Uh, What's I, breaking on it? It just d- doesn't work. doesn't turn on. Fucking And I've, I've tried all the things that people have told me to try. Yeah, I, it didn't I work, just, huh? Yeah, just, uh, the thing's broken. I didn't want to step in, you know. You know what? I... I'm s I am do not have an iPod obviously, yeah. but I like I, it's an obvious observation, but like give me a fucking break. Like iPods have been out like it, it was like, oh, first generation hardware. Yeah. But like this is you know, I still have like Walkmen that work. Right, yeah, exactly. It's so fragile and it's great that it's time yeah, no, it, it is. It's a, like a A nano doesn't even have a hard drive. It used to be, oh, it has a hard drive inside. It's really hard to Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even have a hard drive. It doesn't even have any moving parts. Anyway, so I said, fuck it. I got a Zune. This yeah. This is Microsoft's uh, MP3 player. It's big. It's yeah. hardy. Yeah. It's really hardy. I could I could throw this thing around the room. It has a plastic molding on it. Oh, good. It has a big screen. And, uh, I mean, Lord knows I don't want to ever want to watch anything on a handheld device. Right. I've, I think I've expressed my disdain for... But you could if you wanted to. But if I wanted to watch something, this would be not entirely unpleasant yeah it would be uncomfortable at best and let's just say you managed to find someone else with a zune you could beam them a song for three yeah, days or thing, three plays here's the thing with with that feature on the zune is is i guess one of the big selling points of the zune is that you know uh if there's another zune within range you guys can swap swap songs with each other uh great sounds like a lot of fun yeah, it does sound fun. Uh, anyway, so whenever I... But I really want this to work. I have not seen it in action yet. Because um, you have yet to meet a single person with yes, a Zune? Yes, so every... You can, and there's kind of a little, you know, uh, uh, you know, option you can click to search for the other Zunes. Uh, and every time I go to kind of a new area, I search for Zunes. <laughs> nothing yet. Nothing yet. And um, and here's what it says. No Zunes are, uh, are in range or their wireless connection is turned off. So that's what I'm telling my. I'm like, so that's I guess what they want you. Like, oh, they've just turned off their wireless. There's a lot of zooms all over the place. Everyone's got a zoom. <laughs> you just can't they just turn them. off their wireless. They're in people's pockets, yeah, and the wireless want, is they turned off. They want their privacy. They um, don't know. They don't want you seeing. The, but uh, could you do an aggressive beam? Like, let's say you. Let's <laughs> say pointed at somebody's crotch. <laughs> like, let's say you. There was a guy that had a zoom, and you didn't like him that much. Could you record something on your computer that was like, you're going to die tomorrow, or something like that, and then beam it can, to him? I don't know if you can shoot something on someone's Zune beam it at him? without their knowledge. Could you beam it at him? Oh, so it like... Does it make a laser? No, no, Zune doesn't have laser. Not even with a magnifying glass. If you apply a magnifying glass to I the beaming... So. I don't think the Zune gives off any kind of beam. I would like beam. to have a Zune. But yeah, I, you, I recommend Zune. Yeah, yeah, like it's really Zune? cool so far. Um, yeah, it's a little hard to like uh, put songs on it, and the you know dozen songs I've bought off iTunes over the years don't work on it. Right. Uh, if somebody knows what a trick to do that, that'd be great. No, there is no trick. No trick, just doesn't. Well, work. you can burn it to a CD and then rip it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that seems like a real easy trick. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of that. annoying because you can only burn it to you know you can only burn one CD's worth of music to a CD. So if you have a lot of no, I don't have you a got lot a dozen, you can I got, just burn I mean, them I got, a CD. I've basically kickstart my heart is all I want on the Zoom that I can't get on there. My um, 
my iTunes thinks that I am the literally the weirdest person. It suggests the most horrifically bad music because oh, yeah? the only time I've ever bought anything for iTunes was back in back when I used to play music on the Sound of Young America mm-hmm. for breaks before I gave that up for legal reasons. Sure. Um, I would just find songs that were thematically tied to the theme right, of right. the show, mm-hmm. and then I would play, you know, like 15 seconds of the songs, and it's just like, oh, that song has the same word as the whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if the theme was, you know, spook Halloween. You'd yeah, I would play Haunted House of Rock by Houdini. Sure. And uh, I, if I couldn't find it at the, in the KZSE library, I'd buy it on iTunes, and then you, because of the stupid DRM, I would have to, like, play it out into the board and then back in and record it or something. Oh, but... Sweet. You know, I but I only bought like four things in my life, so it thinks that I really, really love Southern Rock. I don't know no. what Southern Rock song I bought. I can't remember right now. But Is there something besides Sweet Home Alabama? That that, falls I, into thought the that, I thought that was the only song that was What under. about the band Band of Horses? Oh, I don't think that's Southern Rock. I think that's I think like... that's Southern Rock. No, it's like, uh, it's like indie rock. It's yeah, like, but it's, it's like, like indie Southern Rock. It's like stony indie rock. It's like indie Southern, stony indie Southern Rock. No, you're just taking the things I'm using and you're <laughs> you're just adding Southern Rock on the end. A band of horses. Right. It's a band. Why are you telling me this band doesn't yeah, even anyways, exist? I don't know. I don't specific. I know. I know it exists, and I don't think it's. But I don't think it's a Southern Rock. Band. You know who likes that band? Who? Denzel Washington. Does he? <laughs> yeah, but the one from the Howard Johnson. Oh, right. Not the movie Howard star. Johnson's dishwashers. <laughs> the movie Denzel star Washington. likes Jay-Z. They're friends. All right, look up Band of Horses. We're going to see what this sounds like. Okay, look. No, because I read Southern Rock. I'm tired of like uh, speculating uh, about something on the... Uh, <laughs> okay, Band of Horses. I'm going to search for... Their MySpace no, page. look, I'm going to search for Band of Horses. Adjectives quotes, to describe. And then I'm going to search for Southern no, d- Rock. Here we go. Band of Horses. Oh, looks like Pitchfork Media describe them as Southern. They have flourishes of country and Southern rock. And I didn't yeah. even read that article. I read this other article in the <laughs> AV Club. One below it. <laughs> that says, Southern rock used to mean stars, bars, blues, and beer. But right. young Turks like my morning jacket. And now, Band of Horses. All right. Fair enough. We've each won one. <laughs> Did I win Warzard? Yeah, you won Warzard. Warzard counts as two. Wait, why does one for each syllable? Yes. What about a band of horses? Well, first of all, you put A on the front, and second of all, I don't think that rule applies to Jordan, did horses. you know that when I was younger, yeah. when I was in, say, first or second grade, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Misty of Chincoteague? <laughs> No, <laughs> I think you've mentioned it before, and I, I, and a, I didn't know what it was then, and uh, and I, I haven't retained the knowledge of what it is. It's a horse book. Okay, it's like for, Black for little girls, for mostly for little girls. Sure. I, I read it. Congratu- I read the whole series. Congratulations. To my credit, Jordan. Okay. There's no, there's more than one. It's like Narnia. Yeah, it's a lot like Narnia. No, gotcha. it's. It's about a pony that lives in the wild. Sure, but I mean, there's a lot of it. Like, there's, there's several different. Well, each of them is a different animal. Oh, okay. But they're mostly horse-related animals. <laughs> but I was going to say, my so there's a, wait horse-related. So there's a horse. There's like a this, there's, there's like a Tuscaloosa <laughs> or something. Oh, so different breeds of horses. Yeah, that's not a kind of horse. That's a city, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. <laughs> it's a city in Alabama, I think. Oh, yeah, you're thinking of the uh, but brown-maned Tuscany. Can I say what, what? I was going to say? Sure. 
my favorite one, to my credit, was the one about the burro. Okay. It was one about a burro, and I, if I recall correctly, he went to the bottom of the, uh, the Grand Canyon. Congratulations. And back up to the top. Okay. Quite an accomplishment for Why the, were we talking for about a burro. This? Because we were talking about Band of Horses, it reminded okay. me. I thought if I revealed something of myself, it might keep you from attacking me so much. Okay. So I feel like you've really been picking on me. Well... I, I have know. been <laughs> talking nonsense yes. for the last 40 minutes. Fair enough. I do have a, the, only the slightest grasp on what's going on around me right now. You know what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to take my Zune into Target, because mm-hmm. uh, there's some Zunes set up in Target, and I think I'll trade with the uh, Target Zunes. Oh, <laughs> that's very creative. Yeah, thank you. And then I'm going to get a bag of popcorn for a dollar. You know, the Zunes, you can get podcasts now. They're putting out uh, a software update so you can get podcasts on Zunes. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. That's that's a, a, a thing I don't like about it is it doesn't recognize podcasts as a separate thing from songs. Well, I'll tell you what you can do. What is can you I get do? this? It's coming out, I think it's the beginning of the first week of November or something. Okay. They're putting in podcast functionality into these things. But what's, uh, what's cool about it is that it'll make it so that if you get this kind of dock, you can just put it in the dock and it'll sync and whatever and check your podcast and all that stuff hmm. over your wireless instead of having to actually like connect it up to your computer and do the program and everything wow but what i would re- what i really want to know is this is going to be a time saver jordan they have these machines right wow. your wow. zunes your ipod touch your iphone sure they have wireless in them mm-hmm. why can't they just get the fucking podcast themselves that's a good question why do i still need a computer to get the podcast i don't know i can see why i would want a computer to tell it what podcast to get Mm-hmm. But to but get the podcast, that, it's got wireless on it. You're right. I don't want to have to connect it to another thing just to get my fucking podcast. I hear you. On the other hand, I never leave the house, so I never listen to a portable music player anyway. Fair enough. That's why I didn't end up buying a Zoom. Hmm. I thought about it. I almost did. Maybe listen in the kitchen. You know what? I can just, you know, I'll listen to my real carbon. Okay. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No. You know about my real, my real carbon pearl. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I do now. I like to listen to my real carbon pearl yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that should be fun. On an airplane or anything. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Darjeeling Limited. A film we've both seen recently. Did we both see press screenings of it? Yeah, I saw a press screen. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, baby. Good times. It was kind of uh, miserable because it took me like two hours to get onto the. Well, not literally two hours, but it did take me literally 45, 45 lot, minutes huh? to get onto the lot. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Does that, is that normal? Uh, that Fox lot is really crowded, and that only has that one entrance for non-employees. So, 45 uh, minutes it if took there's me. there's a screening or something like that, it gets a little backed up. I was like, Great gift f- shop, though, on that Fox lot. Good commissary, too. Wednesdays are roast beef. Good work. Thanks. I was just I was, uh, this has been like a showbiz asshole. Insider Talk with Jordan Morris. <laughs> Um, we saw that Darjeeling Limited. I missed uh, the short beforehand. I had to download it from iTunes. Oh, I, I, is that part of the movie that they're showing they're, in theaters? They're not showing that in theaters. They, but they did show it for the press screenings. They want you to have seen it when you go see the movie in theaters, though. Gotcha. That's why they're giving it away on the internet. Okay. Um, and it's, it's very nice. Yeah, very nice little... I, I liked that a lot too. Um, I, I thought the, I thought the, uh, the Jason Schwartzman, Natalie Portman, uh, sex scene was surprisingly hot. Yeah. Well, um, you mean because Jason Schwartzman was in, he's got those caterpillar eyebrows. Yep. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's two, two good movies. Eyebrows kind of make a recently. heart in the middle of his face. Sure. Yeah. 
That and a shoot 'em up, both good, good solid sex scenes. And shoot 'em up, huh? Shoot 'em up has a great one. You were so excited to see shoot 'em up. Did it deliver? You know, here's let's talk about before we talk about Darjeeling Limited. I would like to talk about shoot 'em up a little bit more. Jordan, how did you like shoot 'em up? You know, okay, and I talked about this when me and Gene hosted the podcast. Uh huh. Um, well, let's. Re- I just seen it. I just seen it. That let's night. cover it again. Uh, I like shoot 'em up so much in hindsight. Uh huh. Like. Like I okay, I saw I saw because you liked it in foresight too. Yeah, no, I liked it when I saw it. You were telling me about like, how much you were going to like it. But like, man, yeah, okay, so yes, I was ready to like shoot him up, but I really like idealize it in my mind. It's kind of like you know a high school crush at this point. <laughs> we're like, maybe it wasn't that great, uh, maybe it was kind of dumb, but uh, uh, but but there's something about you know. Uh, I, okay, I saw uh, another movie I was really excited but like, to see. But was, it, it had in common with a high school crush that it was the first time you'd seen boob. Right, exactly. There was some boob in it. Um, over the bra. Yeah. Mm. Um, another movie I've been really excited to see was uh, Resident Evil Extinction. <laughs> Why were you excited to I see that? I liked the other two a lot. They were a lot of fun, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just a lot of fun. I like zombie things. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it just didn't... It just didn't deliver. Like, if you're going to make a movie that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, and you know when you're making Resident Evil the movie that it should be ridiculous. Like, that, it, no one should be under the illusion that it should be anything but ridiculous. Yeah. So, as long as you know that, just make it as ridiculous as you possibly can. Yeah, just just go 10 out of 10. Right, make it really cool, have a lot of stuff in it, and because that's the kind of movie you're making. Like, you're not yeah. making any other kind of movie. There's like, Bat- no... you're talking about Batman and Robin. Yes, yeah, well, anyways. Um, yeah, no formed butts, uh-huh. please, like there were in Batman and Robin. Uh, people like to talk about the big mistake of Batman and Robin being, being the, the nipples. nipples on the Batman suit. I say it was the formed butt. Oh, yeah, well. Was it, it would, you could see the shape of the butt. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so you didn't so, think it yeah, was so, ridiculous so, enough. So, yeah, so Resident you know, it had like two action scenes, and they weren't that good. What's the point of even having that movie if you only have two action exactly. scenes? Exactly. But shoot em up. What is this, nothing, a psychological thriller? But nothing but action scenes. You can see everything that's going on. It's just totally ridiculous it has no bearing in reality the plot is totally crazy it's just like everything you know it's it's just like you know it's just like somebody gave paul giamatti a gun yes exactly paul giamatti shoots some things there's it's nothing but one-liners like the dialogue is just ridiculous one-liners it's like it's like great that's the movie you knew that was the movie you were gonna make and you made and you made it as as good as you could and there was no pretense and there was no the movie trying to be something else it just was what it was, and it did a great job of doing it. And I, I had a lot of fun in it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really hope that more, you know, when people make a, a ridiculous movie in the future, they look to that as, you know, a, a great example of how to do a it. A signpost, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Anyways, there's a great sex scene where uh, uh, Clive Owen and uh, Monica Bellucci are having sex, and uh, some dudes break in and try to kill them. Uh and the movie was kind of clearly filmed in Toronto because all the henchmen are just kind of these these dumpy white guys. <laughs> they look like dads. It's like they went to a, like a bowling alley to get all the henchmen. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, and then they and they like have sex and they uh, and uh, he kills everyone while they continue to have sex. Oh, they continue they like, to have it while they're yes. shooting. Mm-hmm. I I was thought you were going to say they killed him and then they went back to having sex. No, mid sex. Mid sex. Sure. Darjeeling Limited, Jordan. Darjeeling Limited. Also, good sex scene. Jason Schwartzman and Ellie. I was pretty happy with Darjeeling Limited. Yeah? More than I expected. Hmm. I enjoyed it. You didn't like it. I 
I don't know. It's like for every, you know, for a Wes Anderson movie, for every like really funny thing that happens, there's a little bit of bullshit. Yeah. For every funny line, there's a slow motion run to a Kinks song, you know? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It feels like there's a little bit m- m- too much bullshit in this one. Um, but I thought it was. I thought it was well written. I thought he actually wrote a movie this time. Yeah, I liked how to... it wasn't so. I don't mind his. I don't mind his stylistic uh, excesses. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with his sort of like yeah. aesthetic ridiculousnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that this actually got people kind of out in the world a little bit more um, than the last couple, which felt really stagey. Sure. Um, but uh, and. I mean, there was, you know, I kind of went back and forth between believing in and caring about the characters, you know, more or less. Um, But I liked how it just kind of felt like uh, it felt kind of it felt kind of small and self-contained. Didn't really feel like I, I I felt like I was so alienated from these kind of vast 14 person operas he was putting on the last two movies you know what i mean you gotcha. know the, you know what i'm talking it. about I, well, I don't i don't care i mean it's just like then you just get these characters that are just like two funny things about them yeah that's their character and a weird voice yeah and a weird voice weird exactly outfit. just a kind of a yeah like danny glover in the royal tenenbaums <laughs> what was that that just kind of weirded me out i got you what do you think about this sure. i read an article in in uh the slate.com mm-hmm. i don't know if you heard of this uh publication yeah it's it. uh, yeah they they uh, that argued um that Wes Anderson was if not racist then racial <laughs> racially problematic okay um because he kind of had all of his characters are these sort of ridiculously overprivileged uh blithe white people who uh and all in ethnicity it, when it is present is only present kind of as a gag line gotcha I think that's not outrageous. I don't think there's any malice in Wes Anderson's creations, number one. No. And number two, I don't think he's... I think he's playing with an... I feel like he's playing with an idea of something. It's like all of his movies have, you know, an element of like... Uh, uh, like a crazy fantasy world. Like, I feel like I'm watching, you know, like a film version of The Secret Garden. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know how The Secret Garden is, like, set in this kind of... Not the film, The Secret Garden. You're not watching a film version of the film of Secret Garden. No, I'm watching a film... Yeah, you know what I... But I'm saying I <laughs> yeah, could... Yeah. I'm watching that film. Sure. The Secret Garden. Okay. Um, I think maybe The Secret Garden has class issues in it. I can't remember it now. And then uh, that would be ruining my whole argument. But I think it has a... Um... I think it has a, like a worker boy. I don't uh-huh. know what you would call that peasant. Not a peasant. He works, he tends the grounds. He's uh-huh. a less privileged. He can speak to animals. No. Does that muck up your argument? That's not true in yeah, the secret garden, speak, is it? speak to animals, yeah. Like I can speak to a garden. Look it up, Warzard. Wait a minute. Look Shit. it up. Shit. You're going to be right. Yeah. Okay, the secret garden. Here we go. This- because I, re- I read The Secret Garden, and I loved it. It was one of my favorites. Secret Garden. Okay, what do we got here? Secret Garden, Wikipedia. It's a novel by Francis Hodgson Burnett, first published in 1909. Uh, it's a sour, sickly, sour-faced little girl born in India to wealthy little parents. 
talking. Okay, I'm going to look for talk to animals. Okay. Animals. Uh, he, he has a way with plants and animals. He can't talk to them. He has a way with them. You know what I mean, though. Mm, let's see. I mean, he's not having f- actual conversations with them. No, you said talk to. I'm going to call that one a draw. That's a dry best. <laughs> Fair enough. That's as good as you can hope for. I get Warzard under my belt. I don't care. Um, there was uh, a, there was something for one thing that Adrian Brody was fantastic. Yeah, he was a real movie star in that. Totally. I don't real handsome. I really don't know Adrian Brody from a hole in the wall. Is he sure. is he famous? I'm, I've heard his name a lot. Yeah, he, he was, was in, in the King piano. Kong. The piano was he in the piano? Yes. Is that what made him famous? I didn't see that I've never seen I the piano. I've seen King Kong. I haven't seen King Kong either. Was he good in King Kong? Yeah, he was good in King Kong. He was great in that Darjeeling Limited. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, You know, Jason Schwartzman is pretty much can only Jason Schwartzman, but I liked him better in this than I have in some other things that he's Jason Schwartzman did. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, he definitely didn't 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 take off like you would hope he he would have. Yeah, he kind of he's got a baseline established. Yeah. But you know, he helped write this. I heard him on Fresh Air. He sounded like a great guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like something about that interview. I wanted to bring it up. I forget what it was. Anyway, no. I thought they were. I thought that was a nice interview. Um, I like those guys. Yeah, uh, I, I just have a hard time holding anything against. I guess. I guess what it is is the fact that Rushmore was like the greatest movie I'd ever seen when I saw it. Yeah, um, ruined the next two for me. Ruined. Well, this is what happened. Okay, it ruined the Royal Tenenbaums for me. Which was, I think, similar themes to Rushmore, but just uh, more ambitious and more flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Life Aquatic, I like had to consciously adjust my expectations, and I enjoyed the funny parts. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, and but then there was part. The, some of this, the emotional parts, just pissed me off. I, I was you. like, "Fuck this! Hmm. Just give me yeah. a break!" Fuck Owen Wilson dying. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, fuck that guy. Why are you guy? trying to make me care? Was I supposed with to care about moving? that guy with his shitty accent that he was doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, but then this one, I kind of felt, I, I think by this point, I've kind of gotten over all that, and I it just felt like I was, you know, Seeing I had a good, chance to discover movie. it again. Yeah, discover his his charms, Wes yeah. Anderson's charms. Here's here's the thing. It seemed like it seemed like um, it was an excuse to take a trip. The movie. Uh huh. Sure. For, for the people involved, yeah. Like, um, that's one thing. You know, it seems like those oceans movies are those. Yeah. You know, it's just an excuse for the world's most handsome men to hang around <laughs> in Vegas together for a while. Um, it seemed like an excuse for uh, you know, uh, some art school kids to to go to India and appreciate how um, you know, how full of life the people are. Yeah, but. It did look really nice. Oh, it did. It was beautiful. And, and I think that was kind of one of the problems also that I had with it. It was kind of one of the jokes of the movie was how these guys are having this kind of shallow appreciation of another culture, like wanting to have this, you know, wanting to have this experience with another culture. But not um, actually wanting to engage with the culture at all. Right, exactly. And I, I don't know. It kind of feels like that's, that's you know, people seeing the movie are going to, like, have a shallow appreciation of the culture and you know maybe i don't i mean i don't think he's a shallow guy it just seemed seemed shallow it seemed like he was making you know like he was doing his own joke you know that's not that's not unreasonable i mean Uh, oh uh just to speak to that again i i um uh someone told me about this and i actually saw it uh in a restaurant today there's a video uh music video from the band fallout boy Uh it's kind of like an emo band like an emo 
yeah. pop punk band. And it's a, a video where they're playing, uh, they're playing their song uh, amongst, uh, I think they're Darfur refugees. And it's going around their village and showing them, you know, you know, mashing up corn and, you know, fixing things and herding goats. And then it cuts to Fallout Boy plague in their village. Um, uh, and, you know, it's not a song about Darfur. It's, it's a Fallout Boy song, which is about, you know, hard, and, you know, you know, great. I'm sure it's raised money for them. And I'm sure it, it, it's probably built awareness and 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 hooray for that. But I don't know. It just seems I don't know. It just seems like it's it's like it's just a, it's a kind of a shallow way to mil- make somebody feel more multicultural. I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? But, you know what I'm talking but, about? But don't you think that I don't know? Like I think that ultimately, uh, you know, the movie is about their kind of alienation from everything that's going on around them, right? I mean, even yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. And um, there's this kind of really intense trauma that goes on in the movie that's sort of like the turning point of the movie, which I was surprised that I f- really did find affecting. Yeah. And, um, and like, it's not so much that what I liked, what I felt was that it wasn't so much, you know, that it was like, oh, these simple people and their simple lifestyle or whatever is what opened their eyes to the power of friendship or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like some shit happened that they couldn't not get involved in. You know what I mean? Like it, something happened that they couldn't avoid and go past. Yeah. No, that's true. And it wasn't that, I don't know, it's just like this, all the shots of the village and their villagey things were so pornographic you know that's just true like, it was just that's like very true it's like oh here's the money shot oh look she's sleeping on a slab Ugh, but i'll you tell know. you one other thing what? there was a lot of pornographic shots of that luggage and i was getting off big time <laughs> holy moly luggage. god that luggage was so beautiful yeah oh man i mean you know me i'd like a movie with a nice outfit in it you do some good accessories you going do. on what that's why you loved brats remember those the movie Wait, can we talk about something? This is <laughs> Bratz this is the not movie? Bratz I don't want related. To talk about that. This is just this is not Bratz specifically Bratz related. It's just something that comes to mind immediately when I think of Bratz because I feel like it's there's only three movie posters I've seen and that are all over my neighborhood all the time for some reason. One was Bratz. Yeah. It's more or less gone now. One was Dragon Wars. Oh yeah, D War. Uh, yeah, D War. And uh the other is uh B movie. Yeah. The slogan of B movie. Honey just got funny. Honey just got funny. Huh. That's the most amazing slogan ever to me. That's <laughs> the best since that slogan from Kangaroo Jack. He took the money and he's not giving it back. What do you mean? Honey just got funny is pretty good. Because it's not honey is about to get funny when the movie comes out. It's not honey gets funny yeah. in the movie. It's honey just got funny. <laughs> it's like it's while, like the movie. Yeah, it's the movie slogan equivalent to uh, the uh, the the uh, horsies just found out they're real princesses. <laughs> <laughs> then my little pony's like, honey just got just fucking now, dude. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will not believe. You, you thought you knew honey. <laughs> you missed that shit, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Honey anymore. was hanging out, being sweet and shit. <laughs> and then, boom. Funny. Honey just got funny, baby. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny to me that also another funny thing about that movie to me is that uh, Jerry Seinfeld is in a movie. Yeah. Who would put Jerry's? Why I think would he you, like wrote it? I think he's like his really? labor of love. Yeah, he wrote it. Look it up. 
I'm not no, disagreeing like, with you. Like I just big, didn't know. This is like his big project. I no think. points are to be awarded here because I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm going to go Jerry Seinfeld. Wrote B movie. Fed, wrote B Jordan is right. Movie. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ask the B movie stars. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, he co-wrote it and produced it. There you go. Why does, he, why does he love this movie so much? I don't know. I, well, that explains why he's in it. Yep. I just thought, why would anybody put Jerry Seinfeld in a movie? Because he's the mo- a horrible, horrible actor. Yeah. And then I was thinking, why would Jerry Seinfeld try to be in a movie that was just some dumb kids movie when he's the world's richest entertainer because sure. he gets $100 million a year automatically from Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I guess that explains it, huh? There you go. Way to go, Jerry Seinfeld. What were we talking about? Catch him on 30 Rock the other night? Shoot him up? No. Uh, yeah, he kind of sucked. Yeah. He's all right. I mean, he's Jerry Seinfeld. I don't have any animus against the guy. No, of course not. He's just not. a terrible actor. Yeah. Great comedian. Legendary comedian. <laughs> Deserves his status as a legendary comedian. Um, have you seen Shoot him up? No, I haven't seen Shoot him up. You want to talk about that some more, Jordan? No, it's fine. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Wait, did we finish talking about Darjeeling Limited? Yeah, I think we did. I, co- I covered all the points I wanted to. Uh, Adrian Brody's handsome. Get a load of that luggage. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. And that's what I think about it. Fair enough. Oh, you know, it wasn't just the luggage. He had that belt, too. He oh, man, belt. I would kill for that Holy belt. Holy cow. I got a pair of shoes that that belt would match. Holy mackerel. Or what if you could get those shoes? Remember when the little kid stole his shoes? He's like, those are $5,000 shoes or whatever. And they do. <sighs> Some of those different creatures on them. Yeah. Some star stars and stuff. Something. Man alive, Jordan. Love it. Man alive. Mark Jacobs for Louis Vuitton, Jordan. Fair enough. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse. Jordan. Jordan, is your microphone drooping again? Yeah, it's, you know. You're, you keep pushing it down, that's why. Yeah. I keep seeing you pushing it down. Why is Jordan pushing, pushing it toward it? my dick? Because uh, <laughs> you want to uh, capture that throb for posterity? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Let's let's uh clean our palates with some telephone calls. Shall we, Mr. Morris? Yes. Hey Jordan Jesse, it's seven twenty-three in the morning and I'm driving to school and I just want to tell you guys that I hope you all have a great day. I don't know why I decided to call and tell you that, but I think that people should. I don't think that uh people do that very often. We hope you have a good Thank day. Thank you. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope that day that you called was really great. Yeah, I think this. I'd next, like to hear about it. I think this day that you're listening is going to be great. Yeah. Presuming you're listening in the morning, I think it was great. If you're listening yeah. in the evening, hopefully you didn't crash and die on the way to school. Then would feel like boobs, huh? Yeah, Jordan. How about this? Okay. What about not just to our official caller Ashley? That mm-hmm. was our official caller Ashley, right? I I don't know. I think it was. Probably. Uh, yeah. It was Her somebody. name is Ashley, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. So not only to Ashley, I mean, it's, I think it's obvious that we should wish Ashley to have a great day. No, sure. What about the rest of our listeners? Hey, guys, have a great day. Have a great day, everybody. Be the best you you can be. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Gally, Oakland, California. So my girlfriend was supposed to be staying home sick tonight, which meant I was going to spend all night in the bar. Um, but she called me about like three hours into hanging out at the bar and informed me that she is not sick enough to uh, go ghost hunting tonight. We are currently at her house waiting for her friend to come pick us up, and we're going to go ghost hunting. And uh, I know you wanted people to call you in with exciting shit going on. So, uh, yeah, that's it, and I'm going to call you back and let you know how it goes. You want to know what I guess, Jordan? Hmm. 
I mean, I can't look into the past and see this man's life. No. But I'm guessing that ghost hunting was a little bit boring. You know why? Ghosts aren't real? Yeah, no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I want to make it clear, Jordan. I bet this guy's been to a few Ren fairs in his day. Jordan, can I say something just out and out? Yeah. 100% simply? Sure. If you get invited to go ghost hunting, you should probably go. Yeah, absolutely. Just because ghosts don't exist is yeah, not a good reason not to go ghost no, hunting. No, absolutely. Just go ghost hunting, dude. But let's be clear. Right, if you, you do go ghost ghosts. hunting, you're not going to see any ghosts, and it's probably going to be kind of boring. Yeah. If you're lucky, your machine might go... Rip, 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 rip. Yeah, your ghost machine. Yeah, exactly. They, they use ghost machines, right? If somebody ever wants you to stay up all night outside, you should do it. That oh, yeah? what we're saying. Yeah, right? absolutely. Isn't that what, what you... What, just in general, is at its core, you're staying up is all there night. Snacks? Do you think you don't do it outside? You do it in a haunted mansion. I would eat it outside in like a field. I was picturing it out in a field. Why would you look for ghosts in a field? What are they doing there? They're haunting it. Haunting the bumblebees? <laughs> yeah, they're haunting the field. They were killed. Jordan. There. A lot of people get killed in fields. Jordan, Jesse. Don't, haven't you Jesse, heard? Where do people get Jordan. killed more? In a house where it's totally safe, or in a field where there's bears everywhere? Jordan, they're not going to be hunting the the bumblebees. Honey just got funny, Jordan. Yeah, it's I not know. scary. All right, well, not scary like I'm just a ghost. Saying, it's probably out in the field. I'm probably these people are probably camping out, and there's. I wonder if there's snacks. Where's there snacks? Jordan, go talk to former Mets third baseman Howard Johnson. <laughs> All right, you're just calling back stuff to call it back. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Uh, hey, JJ, go. But Jordan, let me be clear about that too. What? It didn't make sense in the first place, <laughs> right? So it remains it in the spirit of the sense. thing. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, hey, JJ Go. I don't know if you can hear me. This is Ryan from Flagstaff, and I just got done at uh, my first hip-hop show ever. Saw Devin the Dude and Dell, and it was freaking awesome. Um, I'm really excited. It's awesome. Awesome. I saw Dev- I saw uh, Dell once. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Yeah? It was horrible. First, he came out on stage. Do you like him regularly? I like Dell okay, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm, not a, I'm not crazy about Dell like some people are. Yeah. Some people want to tell you he's a great rapper. He's not. Yeah. He's fine. He's good at what he does, you sure. know. He is his own thing. But uh, he just kind of stood on the stage and did these kind of sh- real shitty skateboard tricks for about 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> Not like in a performance sense, just kind of dicking around on a skateboard on the stage like gotcha. nothing better to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he did a whole set. Didn't do Mr. Dabalina. Okay. That was bullshit. One of your favorites. It was my buddy. Well, it was my buddy, you know, Matt, you know our buddy Matt Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, one-time uh, original host of The Sound of Young America sure. for one show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was his favorite song. Hmm. He was really excited to see Dell sing Mr. Dobbley, and it's his favorite song of all time. Didn't do it. And he didn't do it. That's his one-hit record. Hmm. And he was so fucking high. Yeah. And then he was kind of outside the club uh, being weird and mean to people hmm. while trying to meet chicks. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it sucked. But I, I can't imagine Devin would be like that. I mean, he'd be really high. Sure. Let's be clear about that. Pretty high. Yeah, Devin would be very high. But uh, <laughs> Devin was on the Sandy Young America once. He's a real nice fella. Okay. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is uh, John from St. Cloud. And I just uh, calling in because I had a momentous occasion just now. I just left the building. Um, I am now have a job. I am a disc jockey for, uh, in the St. Cloud area. And... Uh, so yeah, and they there were some interesting questions on the interview. They asked me what cartoon character am I most like, and if there was a movie made about me, what famous person would I choose to do that? So yeah, now I'm in the entertainment biz, you guys. Keep up the good work. See you guys. Bye. What? What's the Saint Cloud Alia? 
No, the St. The St. Cloud area. Oh. Like in the region. I thought the alia was some sort of building. No. Oh, okay, sorry. He's a disc. He's a regional disc jockey. Sink. He's gonna play records at middle school dances. Okay. I don't think he's a radio host, right? He's a. Know. He's a. Cl- well, he's, he's got like a radio a, voice. He's not a club DJ. I don't know. It's I hard think to he's say. a party I need DJ. Clarification. Party DJ. He got Bar a portable. Mitzvahs. He's gonna have a portable system. He's gonna play the electric slide. Get on the microphone. Tell people to do it. Yeah. Start conga lines. Sure. Throw out party toys. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I think he'll be great at that. You know what's a, you know what's weird? If you have all the, if you really love music, <laughs> like I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this show do. Why wouldn't you? You think that the way to get a party started is to play a good song? But uh, I was a I was an assistant to a wedding DJ for an entire summer in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Great job because he paid me like twenty bucks an hour or something. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it turns out uh, people hate good songs. Really? Yeah, you what get you a, just a general group of people. I'm talking about old people, young people, any people. You know, there's only a couple of good songs that they like. One of them is "Kiss" by Prince. Mm-hmm. That's a good song that they like. Generally speaking, they just like "It Takes Two. Hmm. You know. I gotcha. Anything by you know. DJ with a Rob DJ Rob Bass went Rob Bass and DJ <laughs> I don't know. Easy Rock. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what what you're trying to talk about. You know what I'm talking about. You're like let's get it started or something. That's let's what they want to hear. Yeah. It's kind of sad when you when you do it too much. Well, you know they like a Motown record. Yeah. You it know. Doesn't. Or like when a man loves a woman, they like that. Yeah. Something kind of creeps me out. When a man loves a woman, creeps yeah, you out. Yeah, totally. Why's that? Oh, the weird tone. When a man yes. I'm, I'm creeped out. loves a woman. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ghost hunting? <laughs> I will. Hi, this is Ryan from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm calling in with a life-changing moment. I just got my first tattoo. 26 years old, I got a pinup girl with my wife on my arm, and it hurt like a bitch, but it's awesome. Now, when I heard I just got my first tattoo, you know how I feel about tattoos. I'm not crazy about them. No. Seems like Make a lame thing easy. to do to yeah. me. Hey, they don't make me uneasy. I just think they just seem kind of lame to me. Okay. I feel like uh, most of the good tattoos are already spoken for. Mm-hmm. Most of the good reasons to get to get tattoos no longer apply. Yeah. You know, like if you're in the Navy or something, that seems like a good reason. <laughs> yeah, that is a good reason to get a tattoo. But now if you're in the Navy and you get a tattoo, it doesn't seem that cool, does it? Mm, yeah. You see what I mean? I guess so. I feel like tattoos have been ruined for everybody that should get a tattoo, and then the people who shouldn't get a tattoo shouldn't get tattoos. So I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. But I'm fascinated by this idea yeah. that he got a pinup girl of his wife. That's a pretty good, that's a great idea. That's a kind of, I like that. Yeah, me too. I like how it shows his devotion uh, both to um, uh, both to his wife and to the uh, rockabilly subculture. Yeah, definitely. No, I like it that it kind of like sexualizes his wife. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not often something that's done to a wife, yeah. it would seem. Sexualizing her? Yes. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah. Usually domesticizing her. Sure. Like making her bring you cookies while you're recording a podcast. For instance. I'm Jordan Go. This is Meredith in South Florida. And I was calling with a momentous occasion. I just shot Pete for the first time. I got a four out of 25, which is kind of low, but not that bad considering I'm a Jew and an accountant. Okay, that was it. Just wanted to share. Bye. You know what they say about Jews? Can't shoot skeet. Can't shoot skeet. Can't shoot skeet. Can't shoot skeet. <laughs> we just made up a new kind of racism. Between Jews and number crunchers. Yeah. Those those green... Yeah, you have two points against you in the skeet shooting department, my friend. I'll tell you, those green visors make it so you can hardly see the skeet that you're supposed to be shooting. Over your big nose. Yeah, you said it, Jordan. I, I, 
might enjoy shooting skeet. Yeah? I shot a gun at some cans once. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it, though. But yeah. shooting skeet seems like a lot more fun because it's flying through the air. Kind of like Duck Hunt. Yeah, a little bit like Duck Hunt. You know? Only those are ducks, I guess. You don't get laughed at when you miss. <laughs> yeah, by a fucking dog. Man, gross dog. <laughs> Do you think we should make a Skeet Ulrich joke? No. Does anybody know what that is anymore? Is he a thing? No. Oh, well, they what, know. What, they the heard Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich has been in. I don't know. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland's famous. Anything can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Barry in Michigan. I'm calling with my bride, Beth. And we just got married. So, hope you guys are having fun on the podcast. We'll talk to you later. think our uh, buddies Brian and Beth got some more stuff to do once they hang up that telephone. Am I right, Jordan? Ba-boom! Am I right? Yes. Am I right? Yeah, they're probably going to fuck. I, I was thinking of opening presents, but fucking's good, too. <laughs> yeah. Do you th- what, when, like, what, at what point post-wedding do you think they are? Do you think they're at the ceremony? Do you think they're on the way to the airport? Where I couldn't... They said they just got married. Yeah. I don't think they're still they're not at, standing the at the altar. It sounded like they might be on the road. Yeah. Maybe going maybe to they're the reception. In their, they're in their town car. Yeah. You think they got a town car? I, would, I want to know specifically where you guys were. So if you want to call back, I, I want to know how impressed we should be. Like at what point post-marriage did you think you should call this podcast hotline? Do you think I could drive away from my wedding in some kind of cool car? Uh yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you. It seems like something I, I would like. I would enjoy that. A Ferrari or something? That's a, yeah, I don't know. Not, Not a Ferrari. Ferrari. We don't no. don't drive stick. No. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a. I don't know. Maybe a like a, a Celica. <laughs> Celica. You know. I don't know. Maybe a Mitsubishi 3000 GT. You can get. Uh, what, oh, what about a Judge Reinhold to drive you away in his electric car? <laughs> <laughs> what about a Cadillac Catera, the caddy that zags? Okay. Uh, hey guys. Um, this is Ryan from Chattanooga. I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I just heard Faith Staley say robot on uh, Fair Game. And, uh, you know, I just I thought you guys would need would like to know that. Okay, Jordan. Okay. I told you I met Faith Staley, right? You did. Did I tell you that... Uh, you said robot in front of her? And Did I tell you that after she got a little bit drunk at the public radio party, she asked if, if uh, we were going to be friends? Oh, I told wow. her we could be friends. Sounds like the sauciest thing that's ever happened at a public radio party. Scandalous. She, she sounded like she seemed like a nice lady, so I said she could be friends. But if she's saying robot, I don't know. Yeah, because she's stealing your shtick? You know, it's Jim's shtick, to be fair. I stole it from Jim. I think Jim stole it from Dr. Zoidberg. Really? Yeah. I thought it was... No, Jim... It's a patented Dr. Zoidberg move. No, but robot was part of Jim's elaborate uh, Italian guy voice, Italian scientist guy voice. Well, hard to say. Oh. Anyways, it's 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 cloudy. Doctor Zoidberg is from Futurama. He is, yeah. Well, you know what? I was gonna say maybe we should start a feud with Faith Saley. Yeah, but um, considering I already told her that next time she was in L.A., she could come do Jordan Jesse go with us. Uh, maybe we should squash maybe the should. beef. Yeah. Maybe we should get Minister Farrakhan in here. Sure, squash the beef. Mm-hmm. Say, Robot is. It's for, for everybody. It's for everybody. It's for, yeah, it's for America. Okay, good. I do you feel think good there's about a, that. Do, and you know what else? Oh. Hmm. Faith Saley, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, do you think there's, uh, when you were at the public radio party, did you, was there a lot of, like, was there a lot of, like, sexual tension going on? Not, like, with you specifically, but did you sense a lot I of, I don't like, think they're sexual people. Yeah? That's my best I think guess. their cells just divide? Yeah, I don't, it's funny, you know. <clears throat> 
it was like the, I, I have been to. I once went to a community radio conference. <clears throat> that was like how you would expect it to be. That was more of the Birkenstock crowd. Okay. This was just like uh, well-meaning, well-educated, dumpy people. Okay. You know. No, but no one was trying to have sex with anybody else. I didn't see it. I mean, if it was happening, I didn't see it. And that surprised me because, you know, it's a conference. That's when people are supposed to be trying to have sex with other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you, uh, um, my main man, uh, Chris Bannon from WNYC, you know, only he's a, he's a cool guy, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, but he was so much cooler than everyone else <laughs> there. You know, he's like a he's a grown up. You know, Would you say he's, he's the his... best looking guy in public radio. Who do you think is the best looking person in public radio? I don't know. I I mean, I, when I was at the at the party, I think uh, when I was at the thing and I was looking around at the different people, I was thinking, is my buddy Chris Bannon the best looking guy at this? Simply by virtue of the fact that you know, there's just a baseline established by the fact that he's a uh, that he's gay and lives in New York. Right. You know, like just those two things. So he's got to just kind of like. He's got to, you know, put his shirt on straight. Right. Got to be kind of fit. Have a decent haircut. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Do some sit-ups. Do some sit-ups. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, like just just that basic baseline of of those those two things, you know, lives in New York City, Mm -hmm. is a homosexual. Sure. Like just the regular, he's not outrageous in any way. He's not outrageously well-kempt or, you know, whatever. He, but he's outrageously unkempt. Yeah, exactly. He's just regular Not for wearing, that. Wearing and eating garbage. Yeah, you know, solid seven and a half. He's a good-looking guy and everything. But I was looking around and thinking, wow, none of these people really look good. Don't look good in their clothes. You know who I look think is probably awkward. good-looking. Who I imagine is being good-looking. Krista Tippett. I don't know who that is. From Speaking of Faith. Oh, I've never heard Speaking of Faith. It's great. You know, oh, I'll tell you who was surprisingly good Wait, can looking. we make sure that, can we look that up? Can we make sure I'm Krista getting that Tippett. host's yeah. name right? Look at it. Oh, see if there's an image. Okay. Do a Google image search. Let's see if she's cute. Krista Tippett. Krista Tippett. So well, oh, so smart, well spoken. Krista Tippett. Do a Google image. Speaking of faith. I don't see this. Oh, let me look and see. Look at the Speaking of Faith website. Faith I bet website. it's on there. This is, it's important to have. Oh, look at that. She's not, she's not bad. Let's see. Wait, I, I need to move and see. I'll turn it. I'll turn it your way. Okay. okay. Oh, good. Thank you. There's, there's Krista Tippett for you. I can't see here. One fifty by one fifty. It's not that big. Krista Tippett. Speaking of faith. Speaking of faiths, Krista Tippett. You know who I thought was uh, pretty surprisingly good-looking, Jordan. Krista, Krista Tippett. I mean, she's an she's an older yeah, lady. She's pretty. She's pretty in kind of a Julianne Moore kind of way. Yeah, totally. You know, she's a little older. Yeah. Wearing a lot of makeup. She doesn't have a lot of freckles like Julianne Moore. No. Like that. I haven't seen her boobs like I have with Julianne Moore. Yeah, in every movie. Yeah. Um, you know who surprised me with how uh, pretty she was was uh, Diane Rehm. Who's that? Uh, she's uh, she's a national call-in show host. She hosts the Diane Rehm show. She's distinguished by the fact that on the air, she sounds like she's on the brink of death. Okay. Uh, this is a common. This is for two reasons. One is that she is a little bit old. She's yeah. older. Uh, the other is that she had some kind of voice condition. Uh, maybe I want to say five or eight years ago, mm-hmm. maybe ten years ago now, uh, where she lost her voice completely, and she only she had to like get it back through like extensive physical rehabilitation or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now her she has the frailest voice, um, and so you just kind of picture her as being on the brink of death, but actually. 
and in a good way, like you real, like you love her and care right. about her. But uh, she's actually, I mean, she is an older lady. You know, she's probably, you know, 60 or 65, yeah. um, maybe even older. Uh, but she's very pretty. I was okay. like, oh, look at that. Diane Reem's really pretty. Like, way yeah. to go. For, way, good for you, Diane Reem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, the, but the whole public radio con- convention was just a parade of people in ill-fitting clothes. Gotcha. You know, whether it was, this was the distinguishing characteristic of that convention for okay. me, Jordan. No matter, there was all manner of levels of dress. Uh-huh. Like there was people wearing blue jeans and t-shirts. There was people wearing neckties and suits. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone looked equally not the, very very good. Okay. Not horrible, but no. just no good. Okay. The people in the suit, it's hard to look wrong in a suit. Yeah. But people did. <laughs> you know, but everybody's super nice. Everybody was smart and interesting. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just how you'd expect. Trade off. It was just what you'd expect. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Wish I could have hung out with Kurt Anderson, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, you want to know something great that happened? (laughs) Yes. Okay, I forgot about this. Okay, Okay, so going into the party, uh, we're going into this big party. It's the PRI party. I don't know if you know this, but Bob Edwards' weekend is produced by, is distributed by PRI. Okay. Uh, Bob Edwards was on the Sound of Young America a few years ago. Where Bob Edwards? Uh, He came to, he came to the studio in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the only guests who ever did that. Um, And uh, I had just done this event with Kurt Anderson and everything. And uh, and Bob Edwards, the first person who said anything to me after the event was, Bob Edwards comes up to me and he goes, Hey, Thorne, who made you? <laughs> and I go, that Edwards did. Edwards did. That oh, it was really so awesome. Good. Bob Edwards is the grace. He was just walking around drinking scotch or something. That's great. It was, probably that he brought himself. It was, yeah, man, Bob Edwards he hit is it the in coolest. His Man, Bob, Bob Edwards, Edwards is, is everything coolest. you would hope he would be. Awesome. Let's get some more calls on here. Sure. Margaret Manhattan, gentlemen, I give you the Nintendathlon, a grueling slog through the history of Nintendo consoles and peripherals. The five events are, one, beat bad street brawler using the power glove, two, a speed round of Game Genie codes, third, complete the Shaq Fu game on the Super Nintendo without throwing the controller. Four, blow the dust out of 50 cartridges. And finally, manage to play anything on the Virtual Boy for more than five minutes. Thank you very much. She kept it pithy that time. Wow. Very That was pithy. great. Good Athlon. Right? That was the only Athlon we got. Can you believe it? I thought this Athlon thing was going to well, fucking... We don't need any more, man. That was a doozy. I want more athletes. Plus, <laughs> plus, took a slam at the Virtual Boy. Yeah, fuck to, you, Virtual way Boy. Way to kick it while it's down. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Virtual Boy. Can that you was great. buy? Like that was, huh? Can you buy a Virtual I'm, Boy? I mean, there's, there's a, uh, you know, there's like. Online. Does it have like games on it and stuff? I think it has like probably has a dozen games. Is it neat? Uh, no, I don't. I think it is kind of neat. I think it is neat. I think I want it. Yeah, I think you should try and get Virtual Boy. It was like, yeah, I mean, like, Nintendo has a history of, like, crazy ideas, and they've been working a lot lately, but that's just one that happened yeah. to not work at all. No, that was a that was a face plant, mm-hmm. a real face plant. Anyways, but yeah, good job, Margaret. Hello, Jesse and Jordan. Um, I was listening to you talk about Disneyland, and uh, that just reminded me that um, I was actually in the second group of people who went on Space Mountain when I was eight years old. And that was cooler than being in the first group because they actually stopped the ride in the middle for the first group. Um, that said, uh, I just remember that it was really cool. Uh, also, while I was listening to you talk about Disneyland, I 
decided that um, I'm going to have to organize a trip there because I haven't been since I was eight years old. Also, I'm old, um, so that was a long time ago. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Now, I, this is an older topic, and normally I wouldn't go back to an older topic. Yeah. However, I wanted to use went this... back to New Bunny Day. Went back to that well. No, I mean, I wouldn't take listener response to an older oh, okay. show. okay. See what I'm saying? That we didn't ask for a response on. Yeah. We didn't say if you're out there and you rode Disneyland the first time or whatever. <laughs> okay. But I want to use this call to dispel this myth that I think is hanging out there. Right. That for some reason, Jordan Jesse Go isn't for all ages. Yeah. Because it is. I think this show is very much for the person, you know, when was Disneyland open? 50 years or so ago or so? So she's in her, in, in her mid-50s. Okay. Perfectly reasonable to listen to this program. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, I think my, my parents might like this show. They're in their 60s. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I don't think, I think it's ridiculous to think that just because we'll talk about video games from time to time <laughs> doesn't mean an older person can't listen to this program. Yeah, not feel totally... Young animated. people can listen to it. Yeah. I got a really nice email from a 10-year-old boy. Oh. And I sent an email back. It was so nice. How's he doing? He was doing great. He's working on a project where he's interviewing... Uh, young, younger people than him, four to six year olds, about peace and what it means to them. And he wanted some uh, advice Waldorf on doing interviews. I smell, I smell natural peanut butter on this kid's breath. <laughs> but Jordan, I think we can both agree that the best kind of peanut butter is natural peanut butter. No, it's great, but that's all this kid gets. This kid doesn't Ants get a on choice. A log. Sure. But yeah, uh, this kid gets natural peanut butter and PBS. He was doing pretty good because it was a nice email. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, well, I've, well no, written nothing against that. I, yeah, I might... Uh, I encouraged him. I, I thought Waldorf it was wonderful. Waldorf my kids out. All I'm saying is... Do you think you'll Waldorf your kids out? I don't know. I think the sound of young... Amer- Can I tell you what I think? Oh, the sound sure. of young America and Jordan Jesse Go are for ages 7 to 77. <laughs> yeah. Although 77 no, and up, no you, don't wanna, you don't want to mess with this stuff. Yeah. Go listen to the Benny Goodman podcast. <laughs> Goodman podcast. Go listen to Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. <laughs> Down at the Cotton Club, you oldster. Those fucking oldsters. I know. Oh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How's that cookie going? Tasty. Good butterscotch cookie? chips. Wasn't yeah. expecting that. Well, it's because I can't have chocolate chips. It turns oh. out butterscotch chip cookies are really good. Yeah. It's one of the first things that I've discovered because of the things that I can't eat that really delivers for me. Butterscotch. Yeah, but, well, now, butterscotch chips. Now, somebody talking about butterscotch pudding today. Have you had that? Mm, yeah, I have had that. It's no chocolate pudding, but oh. it is pretty good. Okay. But as a chip, it really works well. I was surprised. I didn't expect it to work very well. I thought it would be like a carob chip or something. It's gotcha. just a disappointment, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, this week's, uh, this past week, and when I say this past week, I mean the week that uh, was this past week, if we had done the show when we were supposed to, which was like two and a half weeks ago now. Yeah. Did we uh, cut off the voting early for this? Or like, We cut off the, the voting. Well, we gave it a regular, that was part of the controversy, Okay. okay. The battle was between the ape and the elephant. It was neck and neck. Wow. Okay? Um, and, you know, neither one of these creatures has a significant neck. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very bitter battle, I would say. It got kind of ugly there at the end. I put up these battles onto the Maximum Fun message board. I give them a time limitation. Right. Usually six days, five days or six days, depending on when I get the new Jordan Jesse go up, whether I get it up on Sunday or Monday, okay? Because we do the show on Saturdays usually. Yeah. 
So I put it up, put the time limit on it. If the time limit ran out, some people hadn't voted. They were very upset. Mm-hmm. I told them, if you, if you want to put in your vote, you have to put it in while the, while the poll's open. It's not my sure. responsibility to babysit you. Right. I can't, the nanny state can't come to your house and stick no, a right, ballot yeah. in your hand and, and, and move your hand over to the Democratic column and check <laughs> it. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. If you accidentally voted for Pat Buchanan, that's your own goddamn fault. <laughs> see what I'm saying, Jordan? Yeah. See where I'm coming from be with a this? Hanging Chad situation. Uh huh. So it was very close, and the elephant was leading most of the way. Mm-hmm. Now I think we can both agree in this case. While it's a clash of the titans, the ape is the favorite. Sure. There was a lot of pro elephant feeling. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. Hi Jordan. Hi Jesse. Hi Go. This is Max in Los Angeles. I'm gonna go with elephant for sheer spectacle and versatility. Uh, elephant. You can ride them. They can pull stuff. You can put them in outfits without them processing too much. Uh, and you can be crushed by them when they go on mad rampages. Uh, apes, although closest to humans, uh, don't do much except, you know, ape around and stuff. Um, and molest researchers and learn sign language. But other than that, can't really get them to do much except be really cool and ape-like. Elephants? Most Zooey, definitely. So there was a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? A lot of (laughs) pro-elephant feeling. I had forgotten about them uh, getting loose and trampling people. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. And then you got to tranquilize them. That's even better. Mm -hmm. Here's another example. Hey, Jesse. This is Megan from Minnesota, and I was just calling to weigh in on the ape versus elephant. I heard somewhere that in Africa, elephants, because of the ivory trade and because they're being poached, that if an elephant or a herd of elephants comes across a dead elephant, that they will all get together and stomp on the tusks to ruin the tusks so poachers can't get them as like a little, you know, screw you to the poachers. So if that's true, then that's a big point for the elephant because that's pretty awesome. Thanks. Bye. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. I think she should uh, She should take that, you know what she should do? She should take that theory and bring it ghost hunting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Jordan? Should take that to the hojo. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it right up your hojo. <laughs> and just be like, hey, 3030 Club this. 3030 Club, what are you talking about? Well, the Howard Johnson of the New York uh, Mets, he was in the 3030 Club. Oh, yeah, I forgot. 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. I forgot that baseball thing. Yeah. <laughs> And a handsome mustache as well. So anyway, there was a lot of whether the reasons were legitimate, like the trampling, (laughs) illegitimate, like this story about breaking the tusks to prevent the poachers. Mm -hmm. I mean, say what you you know, elephants may not understand how to escape a poacher. Right. But they do understand how international poaching law works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, but the end result was a victory for the ape. Wow. He, the ape literally it? pulled it it's out in the, the closing hour? hours. Absolutely. In the 11th wow. hour. And as soon as that bell rang, as soon as the poll closed, there were people saying, oh, but I wanted to vote elephant. I wanted to vote. You should have yeah, got your yeah. vote in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got you got days to do it. You got to get in there and take care of business. And if they blew it, they blew visit it. The, visit the site. You know what I say, ultimately? Hmm. If you blew it, fuck you. Yeah, chew it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you say? <laughs> How did you know my catchphrase? <laughs> I just guessed. It I just wrote that catchphrase, Jordan. Yeah. If you blew it, you got it. <laughs>
<laughs> oh Christ, we better shut this this thing yeah. down. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, Jordan, we take a break. That doesn't mean that the battle stops. No. The battle is a priority, not just for us, but for America. <laughs> right. If we don't see this thing through the end, we're never going to know what's the best zoo animal. Yeah, I'm going to go as far as to say North America. Yeah, absolutely. Priority for Canada North and Mexico America. too. Mm-hmm. Don't think you guys are getting off the hook. Even I'm Guam. looking at you, Dominican Republic. I'm talking about protectorates too. Mm-hmm. Protectorates, it's important for Panama. Yeah, sure, the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, this week's Puerto battle. Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. You got it. Could be the 51st state, but they don't want that. <laughs> they don't care. They don't want it. They're fine. Guantanamo Bay Naval Base. Sure. You know. U.S. naval base. Pay rent to the Cuban government, sure. Yeah. They don't cash the checks. Of course not. They wouldn't want to cash an American check. Too busy torturing. Bears versus penguins. Okay. Do you have any initial feelings about this? I'll I'll give you sort of a an overview. A bear is a huge beast with enormous power. Mm-hmm. It can kill a man with a single swipe of its paw. Right. A penguin is a small bird. Flightless bird. It's flightless. It's awkward on land, but graceful underwater. Yeah. Its black and white color scheme makes it look like it's always wearing a tuxedo, mm-hmm. and it's a smash hit in the cultural zeitgeist. Right. Very popular these days. It's an of-the-moment creature. Mm-hmm. That's why I am leaning towards Bear. Oh, yeah? I'm tired. I think Amer- I think I, I think this show is ready for the Penguin Backlash. Well, you've clearly never seen Surf's Up, Jesse. No, that's true. I haven't seen Surf's Up. Well, maybe you should do your research before you make a snap decision. I didn't see that movie where Savion Glover's a penguin either. Yeah. That's well, a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that. That was from the director of Babe Pig in the City, and we all know how I feel about Babe Pig in the City. I do. I should have I watched that movie. It, it was from the director of Babe Pig in the City. I feel like you I should support it. it. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't want to. Well, I'd get bored about 15 minutes in. Fine, don't. Yeah. What if it's not as good as Babe Pig in the City, though, right? Uh, I I haven't seen either. You haven't seen Babe Pig in the City? No, I've never seen Babe Pig in the City. You should really watch it, Jordan. It's really great. See what I can do. I cry when I watch it. Yeah? Yeah. Not every time, but I have done more than once. Yeah, I would say three times when I've watched it, I've cried. I've probably seen it five times. What about it made you cry? Well, just some really sad stuff happens, but Babe is so brave, you know? Yeah. Just Babe, like, the thing about Babe is... Tell me the thing about Babe, Jesse. Babe has a really pure heart, and Babe understands that what's important is, you know... To be in the city? No, it's just like, even when shit gets crazy... Yeah. And even when really sad stuff is happening, it's okay to be sad about it, but you just have to trust that if you're pure of heart and you keep pushing that it's going to work out yeah and even though sad stuff does happen to babe you know like babe's always pure of heart you know like sure. babe even shows the attack dog how to help them out you know <laughs> it's true the attack dog almost eats how to babe help them out i've never yeah, seen it, it help out the, the family of animals because okay. the city is a hostile place to animals hmm. then you're and no, you can't even find a place for babe to stay in the city with mrs hoggett because the city is so hostile to animals, except for this one hotel that's sort of like an animal sanctuary until it gets busted. Wow. 
And so it's this big adventure. They have to, you know, it's really, anyway. it's really intense, man. It's really beautiful. Let's keep going. So your penguin backlash. Yeah, penguin backlash. Um, and I think the bear's just too powerful a creature. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The penguin saw, is too powerful I, a creature. I rented the mm, documentary Did Planet... Did I say the penguin's too powerful? The bear the is too powerful. powerful. I rented the documentary Planet Earth recently. Yeah, sure. It was beautiful. Back to back. Basically, there's a bear scene and then a penguin scene. And right. they're both really good. And they're both really cute. Really? Um, yeah. So that's... A bear can be adorable and fearsome, though. Mm-hmm. That's true. It can be what two things. What was the last fearsome penguin you saw? Not even those four, five-foot-tall emperor penguins are very fearsome. Yeah. I don't know. And I and again, I hate to keep going back to me seeing Good Luck Chuck, you know, a month ago or however long it was I had to see that movie. But yeah. uh, penguins were a pivotal part of that movie. And uh, I have a really gross taste in my mouth about that. I don't know. I might go bear. I mean, I, I, I like penguins a lot. And I think that, you know, it's great that people like them. They're awesome. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling and I and I and I didn't want in this to 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 vote my contrarian streak, you know. Right. I think that's kind of bullshit. You know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, like something because you hate something else, but I might have to do it in this case. Might have to, you know, might have to say bear. I think it's it sounds like we're both we're both bear partisans. Sure. What is your prediction? Well, prediction. I think it's going to be bear. I, you know, yeah, I think that. I and I think it might be pure, pure backlash. Yeah, I think the the penguin's time has come and gone. The penguin can sure you can, it can slide past python. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, but bear already literally bear already dominated rhino, mm-hmm. which is the most dinosaur like of animals. Sure, that's true. It destroyed rhino sixty eight percent. Penguin relatively snuck past penguin a pen was snuck past python at only 63 percent i think the only legitimate argument for python was that it looks like a hat if it ate an elephant in that one illustration from sure. the little prince yeah you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. i think penguin may have met its match we'll find yeah, out I think though so too maximumfund.org slash forum to vote and i think we're gonna have another show relatively quickly yeah um so make sure you get your vote yeah, in soon get those voters get voting. those voters voting voting Jordan, Jesse, go. We'll be back in a sec. Jordan, Jesse, go. Jesse. Jordan. That's another Jordan Jesse Go program, huh? Yeah, that's the whole thing. That felt good. Absolutely. What do you do? You think to give the wheels a little grease, huh? Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Yes. Do you think the audience is going to find some mirth and delight in uh, kind of can't keep his head on straight nonsense talking Jesse, or do you think they're (laughs) going to, or do you think they're going to turn on nonsense talking Jesse and say if somebody's going to talk nonsense on my Jordan Jesse Go? It's going to be Jordan. Yeah, it might be. You might have a coup on your hands. Like, what? what is Jordan? What we about that, that time kind of when, shit from Jordan. Yeah. But not Jesse. Jesse's supposed to be pulling it back towards the topic. Sure. What do you think is going to happen? Hard what to do you say. think the reaction is going we'll to be? We'll see. Yeah, I think the only way we're going to be able to find out is to monitor those call-in lines. I think this is what we call a paradigm shift. Oh, do you think that's what mm-hmm. this is? You think maybe it's an inflection point? It's hard to say. You think it's a tipping point, maybe? Yeah. What about a blink? Some kind of marketing synergy. Yeah. 
You think it's maybe a social networking application? It's, it's too soon to say. You think it's a purple cow? Maybe that. I don't know. Oh, we don't have any action items this week. We didn't even come up with a single Oh, here's one. Item. I okay. have to go to Florida pretty soon for yeah. work. And where, I no where are you going Orlando, in Florida? Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida's where Ape Lad lives, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the well, Ape there Lad. There you go. If, uh, if, uh, if anybody has any suggestions on what I can do in Orlando, Florida, something not Disneyland related, because uh, I don't think I'll have time to go there with work, but maybe something fun I can do, you know, in the afternoon or in the evening, um, you know. Can you swim with a dolphin? What about swimming with a dolphin? Yeah, I'll take swimming with a dolphin. I'll do that. Well, let's hear about it, America. Yeah, what do I do in Florida? Yeah, Floridians, give us a call. 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. And hey, if you're uh, in New York City, um, on Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday night, I'm going to be doing an event at the Apple Store in Soho. And when I say I'm going to be doing an (laughs) event... I am part of an event that the much, much, much more famous, important, and talented Stephen Colbert is doing, uh, where he's going to be reading from his book, and then I'm going to be like interviewing him, or something along those lines. Sure. Um, I'm going to be hosting it or something. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's going to be free, but there's only 100 seats. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you want to see it, get in line now. <laughs> yeah, currently get in line. Be in line. Listen to this uh, while in line. Oh, boy. If you have ideas for what I should do in Portland while my little brother is yeah. doing an overnight, uh, give us a call. 206-984-4FUN. We're just going to turn this into sort of a tour guide type show. Let's do it. For us. Yeah. For, just for us specifically. Useless information for everyone else. Useful for us. If you know how I can get a hold of that dreamy Krista Tippett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo. Woo. If you're friends with Claude Brodesser-Ackner. Right. Also give us a call. Yeah. Give us a call. We'll see you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Woo.